welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. Hey tribe and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful to have you here and I'm absolutely so excited because I have Bethany from the Cosmic Hub and she is here all to talk to us about all things astrology, tell us her story and how we can connect to her because she is such a beautiful soul embarking on her life's purpose to help us all understand our natal charts. And I think that's such an important thing for us. So, hey, Beth. Hello. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) No worries. It's such an honor to have you here. Beth and I have been and known each other for about maybe nine months when my business started and it's been such an honor to watch her grow. So I really would love you to introduce yourself to the tribe as well as I get to know you even better. Okay. Well, hello everyone. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my name is Beth. I am an astrologer. I am a tarot reader and I am an intuitive channel. Um, Astrology-wise, I am a Sagittarius sun. I'm an Aries moon and Gemini rising for those astrology fans out there repping the Aries moon in Aries season. Um, And, yeah, I've been on a really beautiful 12-month journey of coming back to myself after, you know, I feel like life just pulls you in all different directions and it's been a real journey to come back to who I am and who I want to be. Um, and I'm now, yeah, embarking on this really exciting journey where I found all these beautiful tools that I love to work with, like astrology and the tarot. And now I'm just wanting to share that with everyone because it's just helped me so much. And, um, I'm just wanting to share that love with everyone. How amazing. So when did you start getting into astrology? Honestly, about probably 12 months ago was when I really started studying. Um, but I remember, I, it's actually a kind of funny story. I remember the exact moment I first heard about astrology. Like I remember it so clearly. I was in like year nine at school and I'd been raised in a super religious family. So I'd never heard of astrology or anything like that before. Like that was all so taboo. And I remember I was on the school bus and this boy had like a, like a That's Life magazine or something like that, you know, like a little like trashy women's magazine. And he was like, hey, like I'll read everyone there, like horoscopes. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he was like, oh, well, what's your star sign? And I was, I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, what? What's a star sign? And he was like, oh my gosh. He was like, you know, you depending on when you're born, you have this star sign and it tells you so much about yourself. And I just remember it so clearly. And I just remember thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And I remember just asking him so many questions and that really started the interest in astrology and like the love Um, due to my, you know, situation with, you know, my family and the religion. I really didn't investigate it much. I just got little glimpses at school of what people were maybe talking about. Um, You know, that was a time when it was still really not overly mainstream. Like in the last couple of years, it's really blown up. It's amazing to see so many people involved. Um, 
But yeah, I just remember every time I would hear, you know, astrology, star sign, horoscope, my ears would just prick up. And then, um, you know, COVID hit last year and I was out of work for three months sitting in my house and I found this astrology book and I don't even remember buying it. It just was on my bookshelf and it had sat there dormant. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick that up and like learn a little bit. And I just fell deep. I, <laughs> I read the entire book back to front. I made notes on all the pages. And then I was on Instagram, like trolling through as many different astrologers, spiritual teachers as I could, because I, it was just like the, just floodgates opened up and this whole new world just came blasting at me. And I was just so excited because I had no idea any of these tools and modalities were out there um, and how helpful they were. I couldn't believe it that I'd never even worked with it before. Um, and so, yeah. And then that's how I found you, Gabby. And then I saw you were doing your like coaching course and I had never heard of Akashic records or anything like channeling before. And I literally messaged you straight away and I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And we had one call and I was like, yeah, book me in. Like, I want to learn everything I can. Um, and then, yeah, it's just been growth and growth on top of that. I now have an astrology mentor and I have my own like business, which is crazy to me. Um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been beautiful. And I'm, I'm so lucky. Um, Cause it's just amazing. Astrology is yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, but it's so beautiful to see how your like your purpose in life. Like I feel like to me, like I've seen Beth work and like, I remember she was giving me my astrology reading and I could almost like have cried that your purpose <laughs> almost punched you in the face from that young of age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that is just such a big thing to have known and to tell your story and to know that it started all the way back then. That is just so beautiful. Yeah. And that's just even crazy. And I, I really encourage people if you're really like, if there's something that interests you this much, like just chase it. And also think back to like where it's come up in your life. Like for me in my career at the moment, I kind of, I went through a lot of different phases really quickly and I never quite understood why I was like, pushed to certain roles in such a fast paced environment. But through my work, I've met an amazing friend of mine who's become such a like confidant for me. And she is an astrologer as well. And like, if I had not been at work at that time, I would have never met her. And she also really accelerated my growth in this space. And now we like go to retreats together and, you know, we talk about each other's charts and it's beautiful. So yeah, I think just I don't know. I just, I look back and I'm like, man, the universe was like not subtle with me. Like it wanted me to get into astrology quick smart. (laughs) And I feel like that's so, that is such a good message for everyone because once you find your purpose and you look back on your life, there was Mm -hmm. a plan. We just felt like it was all just happening to us, but the universe gave us a plan. And I love how you've just said that. That just sums up my belief in that so beautifully and guys I really want you to go and follow Beth on Instagram and see her work she does the most beautiful artwork and intertwines astrology into it so you get part of who you are in an artwork and it's just so beautiful but Beth I'm so excited she's going to give us this little rundown on the three months so can you give us a bit of a taste of what's going to be coming up for us for the collective I'm so excited Absolutely. Um, 
it was really interesting looking at the next three months because there's a lot of different parts at play, but they really, they come down to like two common themes um, and it just pops up in a couple of different ways. So the first thing that's really going to come up in the next three months is a real deep look at how we value ourselves, how we value our work, how we value our money, how we value our quality of life. So over the next three months, there are two 14-day periods where the sun, Venus and Mercury are all in the one sign. Now, this only happens maybe three or four times a year maximum, but it's happening twice in the next three months, which I was like, that's pretty interesting because all the planets rotate at completely different times. So they're not always just passing each other by and close together. Like there's usually, you know, a bit of a spread out between the two. Some planets retrograde, so that slows them down. So sometimes they can be in two or even just three completely different signs. But over the next three months, we're going to see those three signs, those three planets, sorry, all coming together. Now, the sun is ourselves. It's our personality. It's where we shine. And Venus is all about our values. It's about how we see ourselves. It's about how we value our worth, the way that we live our life. Are we living in integrity with how we should be living? And then Mercury, which is also traveling through those signs together with those other two planets is all about how we think and how we communicate, how we are processing the world around us, the information that we're being given. So the first time these guys meet up is going to be in Taurus. This sign is all about our comforts and, and money, to be honest. Taurus is all about money. It's about comfort. It's about our values because it is um, ruled by Venus. So this is a really beautiful time because this will be a great time to get really grounded with, okay, how am I spending my money? Is it just flying away from me? Or like, am I actually putting it to things that I value? If you are someone who kind of, you know, maybe you don't really know where your money goes, or you feel like you don't have any control over it, this two week period. So from the 20th of April to the 4th of May is going to be a really good time to look at your money, not in a way of, oh, I have this thing to pay off or I have these bills. Look at what do I value? What I spend my money on directly shows what I value in my life. So if I can sort out what do I value, what do I want to invest in in myself, then you're instantly building the value of your life because you're investing in who you are and who you want to be as well. So definitely that will be a really good time to, if money is something that you struggle with a little bit, to get some work in on that um, and even just how you value yourself. I think everyone experiences transits really differently depending on your own natal chart. Um, but, yeah, those are the common themes that I see really coming up in the next month. And then the next time that those three planets meet up will be from the 21st of May to the 2nd of June and that will be in Gemini. So Gemini is the learner. It's the communicator, it's the, it's the student, it's kind of the explorer. Um, and that is going to kick off a really exciting cycle of learning and growth. That is kind of an overarching theme of the whole year um, based on, honestly, there's a few transits coming up that go through that, but I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just, for me, I see these three planets in the same sign and I just think, the universe is asking us to look at how we look at ourselves. Like, are we really seeing our own worth and are we acting in accordance to that? 
I love this. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I am fully with you. I feel like I should be taking notes, but I'm actually holding my Wi-Fi spot because the internet is <laughs> terrible. But that's just how you've just described that is like I was like looking at my whiteboard and like May is when I take off with all my new students and I was like, whoa, this mm. is all like... And it's really interesting. I just channeled the April forecast yeah. and it's literally all about self-value. Isn't that crazy? I love this. Keep You're like <laughs> blowing my mind. So the next real strong common theme that I can see for the next three months, and this does also reiterate itself in December, which I'll explain, is what we are just saying, learning. We're going into a real journey of learning and exploring in the next six months. Um, what is happening is there's a lot of Gemini and Sagittarius energy. So Gemini and Sagittarius is known as the polarity of knowledge. So Gemini is like the studious person who is involved of lots of different, you know, self-development and it's a very, it's very, it learns in a very traditional sense. Do you know what I mean? Like classrooms and books and listening to podcasts and taking notes, like all those sorts of things. And then when we look at Sagittarius, Sagittarius is kind of like the gypsy wanderer who learns from life. She takes her lessons from her experiences and from the universe. And so we're really going to be looking at how are we learning and what are we picking up through our life? So where do we need to be more studious like the Gemini? Where do we need to put in the effort and learn all the things and where do we need to be more like Sagittarius where we need to just step back and just say, okay, what's the universe trying to teach me right now? What signals are going over my head? <laughs> what am I missing? And how can I really learn from every single situation? Because like we were just saying before, Gabby, like the universe always has a plan. It is always guiding you with little signs, with little things to learn a certain lesson, to get to a certain place that's going to catapult you to the next phase of your life all those sorts of things mm. um I think what's really important is the difference between the Gemini and the Sagittarius and I've written I have like heaps of notes and something I wrote I don't remember writing it so Gemini is about learning by observing whereas the Sagittarius is asking us to learn by experiencing mm. and I think that's something that's going to be a really important role in the next three to six months really um, this is all going to kick off with we have a lunar eclipse on the 26th of May. Um, this will be a beautiful day for, um, you know, doing a little ritual if, if you're that way inclined, um, you know, sitting out, looking at the moon if you can um, and really meditating on what have I learned? Because there was also a lunar eclipse last in Sagittarius last November. So we're in a real phase of learning at the moment. Like the universe is trying to give us lessons <laughs> and it's not patient. Um, so with this eclipse, I really want, and I'm really going to be focusing on how can I learn through experience? Look back at where you were this time six months ago. What has changed for you? Me and Gabby were just talking about this before we jumped on. We were just talking about all the, like, our lives have just done a 180, it feels like. Um, yeah. And what, what happened, no matter how good, no bad, look at it in a very just plain way, like a Gemini way. Just look at it as it is, as the facts. 
and then look at what have I learned and what haven't I learned? Because with this eclipse, if there's things that are repetitively coming up, cycles that keep coming up, and we're not learning our lessons, the universe is going to keep bringing those to you. That's something that's so beautiful about astrology is it's really, it's, it's just cycles. It's just cycles. Everything, you know, everything just rotates around the sun. Everything just keeps on moving. And if we're not picking up what the universe is putting down, it's going to keep bringing it back to us in the form of these eclipses, I feel. Um, before we jump ahead, can I ask <laughs> what kind of, no, this is amazing. You were you're just blowing my mind. Um, but what kind of rituals do you do on an eclipse? Like, have you got any suggestions for the tribe and myself? Absolutely. Thank you. Such a good question. Um, I personally, I don't recommend charging crystals under an eclipse. Eclipses are very intense energy. They're also very unpredictable because the eclipse is kind of like, the moment where it's like my um, astrology mentor, Jazz, she always says like an eclipse is where the universe takes the first step. Usually the universe co-creates with us. This is a time where the universe is like, um, no, you aren't doing this thing. Here's the work to do. Like I'm not, I'm not playing around anymore. And so I find that energy can be a little bit kind of turbulent. So I personally, I don't, I don't charge like crystals or do any kind of traditional, like, you know, new moon or full moon work. I like to take this time to ground and I really just envision, especially with this cycle, with the next like eclipse in Sagittarius later in the year, ground and really focus on where do you, who are you going to be in six months and begin to manifest that, like try and see it really clearly. Um, A practice that I've been doing is I, I write a letter as if I am that person in six months. And I'm like, I just got this promotion or I just, you know, met this person, whatever that looks like for you, write as if you are that person, that you've gone through this cycle of learning, that you've learned all your lessons and really just make that as solid as you can, as tangible as you can, because with eclipses, anything can happen. It can be very, um, yeah, as I said, just very quickly changing energy. So try and stay really grounded in this is who I am now this is who I know I'm going to be in six months Mm -hmm. and if that is solid the universe will see okay she's serious she's going to do this work or they're going to do this work um let's get going let's make it happen so really ground um I, I would avoid doing any kind of energy work like any you know candles or you know burning of intentions or anything like that I would just focus on who you are now you're going to be in six months and getting that as solid as you can. Um, I also plan on, I'm going to store my letter. I'm going to pop in an envelope. I'm going to sage it and I'm going to pop it in a safe space and I'm going to open it on the next eclipse, the next Sag eclipse in December. I love that. I have a very Mm -hmm. similar practice, but I do it every full moon and I don't know if you know, but I call it a God box and I like... (laughs) Like I literally like put a crystal grid on top of it and normally, which I won't do for the eclipse, I like get a candle and I like witchy as fuck and I like mm-hmm. write in what I want to manifest and I burn it and then I put that on top of the box and I don't ever open it. So I love that to hear your practice is similar. That just like melted my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful way because, yeah, with eclipses you want to just stay as grounded as you can 
um, and really connect to, to nature as well. I understand, you know, we are still in a pandemic. There's so many places across the world where they can't just leave their house and go out. It could literally just be sitting in your room and looking up at the sky and just connecting with her because energy is energy. You don't have to be outside to connect with nature. You can, you can do it from anywhere, you know. 100%. I love that. I love how you talk about everything's also a cycle. I think that's really beautiful. Like how you perceive astrology is just so poetic. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. So what else has there Mm -hmm. in store for us, if that was English? (laughs) Yeah. Proper English. We're killing it today. (laughs) Um, Something that people are always going to be like, no, is um, Mercury retrograde. It's coming up again, friends. I know it happens all the time. No need to panic, though. (laughs) It's no no need to hit the panic buttons. Um, So Mercury is going to be going retrograde between 30th of May and 23rd of June. Um, And a retrograde, for those that may not know, if, if this is your first time kind of hearing about astrology, is when a planet rotates on its axis, it slows right down. So normally planets move at a consistent pace, but some occasionally they go retrograde. It's not that they go backwards. It's just that they spin at such a slow orbital pace that they kind of come to a standstill. So while all the other planets keep moving as normal, this planet is just hanging back and it's like, okay, I'm just going to chill back here for a bit. Like I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. So this can really feel like a time where Mercury, so our thoughts, our communication, technology, um, information information that and also how we process information the filter that we process everything through mm-hmm. it's kind of like no nah, i'm not gonna work for a couple of weeks I'm, I'm over it i'm taking annual leave like i'll see you in a few weeks so things can feel really disjointed things can feel a little bit just more difficult than they need to be it's just gonna be a bit irritating to be perfectly honest with you um This is happening in Gemini. So, again, we've got that polarity of knowledge between Gemini and Sagittarius. Um, So this is, yeah, from 30th of May to the 23rd of June. Um, And retrogrades are great because my favourite astrologer in the world, Jessica Lanyardo, she always says for retrogrades, it's like it's a time to, like, reassess, reevaluate, reprocess, replan, reprogram. It's just it's a time to just go back through everything. It's not a time to be like, oh, I'm going to like make all these changes, but it's a time of real reflection and to look and say, okay, like this is how I'm currently working. You know, this is how I'm currently processing information. What, like, what kind of bias do I have? Like what filter am I seeing things through? And is that still true to me? Because so many things are inherited, are subconscious we process things that we don't even realize that's how we're thinking about them. Do you know what I mean? Like we're just running on auto for so much time. So when a planet goes retrograde, it's a really great time to just think about like, how do I actually want to process this part of my life? How do I actually want to be doing this? Do I want to just keep kind of going through and like doing it as normal or am I really working to Again, live in alignment. Like that's always the goal, isn't it? To just live in alignment with who you are. Um, and so, yeah, I think with this being in Gemini, this is a really beautiful time to reassess and reevaluate how we learn and how we observe our world. What filter do we have? Um, and are we are we seeing enough? Are we opening ourselves up to enough learning experiences, or are we closing ourselves off to protect us? 
because we've had to protect ourselves before. And so now we close off so many opportunities to learn because that's worked in the past, but maybe you're probably a completely different person now. So you can really open yourself up to learning in a completely different way, in a completely safer way, because you've changed. Um, I love it. I feel like everyone with their memes about Mercury retrograde is not needed. Like people fear it just because of the society stigma we've put on Mercury in retrograde. Like how many memes do we see when Mercury is in retrograde? And like, I get it. Like when Mercury retrograde comes around, I can't talk. I, I bumble over my words. I was doing a chart last Mercury retrograde. I had to print it 12 times because it kept going wrong because the printer was just not agreeing with me. So I get it's really irritating, but it can also be a really beautiful time to realign yourself. Mm. And seeing it that way will help you manifest that with intention, like seeing the beauty in it and how it can help us grow instead of dreading it all the time. Mm -hmm. Just we're manifesting more of it because we manifest out of feelings and dread is a feeling. So having that positive outlook on it, how you've described it, Beth, will really, I think, really help. And even for me, like it was so interesting how you describe it. Like I've always never feared Mercury retrograde. I just buy an extra USB and back everything up. (laughs) But so many people blame everything on Mercury retrograde. Things Mm. go wrong too when there is no Mercury retrograde. We just have something to blame. Mm -hmm. So... Absolutely. And that's the thing with astrology is there's never anyone to blame. It's not, you're not cranky because this planet is in this sign or whatever the heck. It's like, this is just a cycle you're going through and some irritating feelings are coming up and they are always a sign to look inwards. If you're finding yourself getting irrationally mad at the printer, just look and be like, okay, what else is going on? Because this doesn't seem like a fair reaction. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. I'm with you. <laughs> What's next, my love? And then we have in June, another eclipse. <laughs> oh. This one is a solar eclipse in Gemini. So 10th of June is going to be this date. So this one is happening um, only like, 14 days, uh, two weeks after the lunar eclipse. So it's going to be a lot of energy in that time. Um, So yeah, between the 26th of May and then the 10th of June. Um, So definitely a time, you know, look at what you've got on those two weeks and really try and not overbook yourself because things are going to feel up in the air. There's going to be changes. And I think with astrology, for me, you know, that can sound vague being like, oh, you know, for two weeks, like things are going to feel like there's a lot of change. But for me, knowing and preparing like, okay, for these two weeks, I just have to keep an open mind. I just have to go with the flow because the universe is going to be giving me a lot of things to do, a lot of things on my to-do list. Um, just keeping that reminder every day to just be open, be receptive, look at what I can learn. Um, it's just going to make the flow of those two weeks a whole lot easier rather than just fighting every change (laughs) which Gemini is known for so that's why this solar eclipse is interesting because it's a fixed sign so it doesn't always love change it kind of likes to be in control and um to run the room as you would you know as you'd say (laughs) I can't believe how much is coming in such a short amount of time I know last year I used to listen to an astrology podcast Mm. and I felt like it was never ending but having that 
awareness is so important in life. Like I always say, as we're talking about before we jumped on, like we were talking about how having all of these tools now help us navigate our life. Astrology is such a beautiful tool to be aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Do you have any recommendations for people getting into this? I know we've not wrapped up yet, but I know we chat away. Um, Yeah. So I definitely recommend there's a podcast. It's called um, Ghost of a Podcast. It is hosted by Jessica Lanyardo, my all-time favorite astrologer. She is incredible because she melds astrology, spirituality, like woo-woo. She melds mental health, um, mindfulness, social justice, everything you can imagine in such a beautiful, concise way that is so helpful. She does uh, two podcasts a week. So one a week is um, just answering a listener question and then she also goes into like the astrology of the week because I'm this is still just the cliff notes that I'm sharing, you know, like there is so much happening day by day. And so she really breaks that down. So if you're really interested to go way more in depth, that is fantastic. Um, and then she also does um, another midweek episode which actually teaches a bit about astrology. So every episode has like another little subject. So if you're really interested to learn Um, she's incredible also another book that I've recently gotten by an Australian astrologer it's called Cosmic Power um, by Vanessa Montgomery and that is great if you're wanting to really investigate your own chart Um, that's where I recommend to start with astrology look to your own chart I mean I've been doing it for 12 months I still learn something new about my chart most weeks because there's so much to investigate Um, but those are two things I would check out and also um yeah, definitely check me out on Instagram because I, if you have any questions, like I'm happy to help. Um, I jump on kind of weekly fortnightly and just give a little bit of info about the astrology coming up as well. Um, just based on what I am told I need to share by the universe. So um, yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I definitely need to start listening to that podcast. That sounds epic. Um, and definitely check out Beth's page. It's amazing. Um, awesome. Is there anything else that we need to be aware of over the next three months? Yeah, I think it's just that that solar eclipse in June is really going to kind of cap off the next three months um, because we've had the, you know, we've had the lunar eclipse in May and then two weeks later we've got this solar eclipse. So that first eclipse in Sagittarius, you know, it's a bit, Sagittarius, it's a bit optimistic. It's a bit of like, you know, um, oh, I'm going to learn all these things and it's like just going to be like epic and I'm going to like explore. Whereas then this Gemini eclipse is like, okay, but like how are you actually going to do it? Like what are the plans in place? How are we going to actively learn from our lessons? Let's not just like idealise it and like think like, because, you know, for the eclipse, We've thought about where we're going to be in six months. You know, that's a really solid grounded vision for us. So now this eclipse is like, okay, how am I actually going to do that? How am I actually going to get to that place? Um, Gemini is also, it's a very, it is a very adaptable sign. It can kind of, it's like almost like the chameleon. It can kind of pop into any scenario. So where in life am I going to need to be more flexible and more adaptable to get to this vision because if I keep living life in the exact same way, I'm not going to get there. I'm just going to be myself in six months. But if we're wanting to put those seeds in to really transform, then we really need to embrace the 
adaptability and flexibility that we all are capable of. Um, and yeah, I have no idea. Where in our life do we need to embrace our inner chameleon? And also Gemini is the communicator. Where do we need to speak up? Where do we need to speak up to make a change, to stand up for ourselves, to be able to go on this new path that we're embarking on? Um, this is our time to really put energy into actively learning because the universe will take this time to really lead the class. The universe is really taking the first step at the moment and just saying, hey, guys, I can see what you want to do. Trust me and we will get there. How beautiful. Mm. Yeah. The thing that I love about astrology is, and even just talking about it, it truly is this catalyst to make us zoom out of our life. Like we all live so in our life, if that makes sense. Like we are made to be, I actually just talked about this in the April episode, which comes out after this, but here's a snippet guys. We live in our lives, but we're made to be self-reflective. We're like the only creatures that are self-reflective. And yet none of us are being self-reflective because we're living in fight or flight. And this is a tool you can use to learn about yourself and zoom out of your life and understand yourself from the innate intuitive universal source that you are and that's what I love about you Beth that you give like astrology in not just astrology sense but through this really big spiritual lens and you tap into the cosmos within you and I find it so beautiful how you read astrology because I've had so many astrology readings in the past and yours truly spoke to my soul thank you (laughs) no worries and I just want to thank you so much for the wisdom that you've shared with us. Um, but before we go, I have a question. What yeah. do you think about astrology apps? Mm, that's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, it is very difficult to culminate everything that's going on and the absolute complete uniqueness of your chart in an app. I think they are a really good way to track transits, which is what is happening in the sky right now. So everything I've just said, you know, like with the eclipses and the moon and this and blah, 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 all of that can be really detailed in apps. There's one that I really like. Um, It's called Chani. It's by um, amazing astrologer Chani Nicholas. Um, So C-H-A-N-I. And it's got a really great section because you can look down and it shows you where each planet is right now. So, you know, Venus in Scorpio or Sun in Leo, whatever it is. Um, And then you can tap on that and get a little bit of information there. Um, There are some that I think overgeneralize. There are some that have been known for kind of sending bad messages to get people to keep checking the app, even though, you know, that might not be, you know, kind of like gaslighting people into it, I suppose. Um, So I think be careful what content you, and that goes for all of spirituality, doesn't it? Be careful with everything. Be careful what content you ingest because just because it's astrology does not mean that it is the right interpretation for you. Everyone reads astrology so differently and it's exactly like you said, Gabby, follow what speaks to your soul, Mm -hmm. follow your highest excitement and interest and go from there because there are astrologers who work very practically. I definitely look at it from more of a holistic like energy perspective like, and I'm also, I'm not an astrologer who loves to just kind of like sugarcoat things and be like, this is going to be like a really good time. Like, I'm very honest on my stories. You've seen, like, I'll be like, hey guys, just so you know, this full moon, we're going to feel bad. 
like because it's sometimes it is just a really difficult energy to move through but I also know that everything has a purpose everything has a lesson attached to it um and if you can keep that beginners and that learner's mind you can really like you can just grow from everything everything is an opportunity to evolve really that is so beautiful I feel like on a tangent (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because it's coming through you. Like I'm looking at your auric field, like it's currently like this vibrant purple and blue. Like that energy isn't just yours. You're co-creating with the universe. And that's what I really love and aspire about you because it's not like it is true source flowing through you. Thank you. No worries. I just want to thank you so much for being here, talking to the tribe and even like how much I've learned today about astrology. I know that the tribe will learn so much. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. No, thank you. Like, yeah, when you are, you've asked me to do this so many times and I kept being like, no, no, I'm not ready. And then we messaged the other day and I don't know, the universe was just like, you have to do it now. And I think it's worked out well. So yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening. I hope this has sparked an interest in astrology because yeah. And I would, you know, I think it's really cool to think that maybe this could be someone's first moment hearing about astrology and this could catapult them on their own journey. You know, it's we all have a role to play in everyone else's lives, don't we? We Pretty sure cool. do. It is amazing. <laughs> and you have spoken so beautifully and you've spoken into my soul. So thank you again. And I hope to see you guys all next week for the lessons from the records all about just April, but I'm sure it's pretty much is just a piggyback of what we said here, but still stay tuned. But before I run off, I just want to remind you that I'm giving you an exclusive opportunity to win a reading with me and you have to be in it to win it. So leave a review on Spotify, iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this and share it on your social media and tag me in it. One lucky listener of this podcast will win a hundred dollar reading with me and I will announce this in two weeks time I'm so excited so thank you for joining me for this episode and have a great week